Hello and welcome back to Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest. Um, and come to find out, we used to go to the same school together, or maybe not at the same time, but we both went to the same school. So it's really a small world. I'm excited. We both went to Davis, just FYI, here in California. But um, the amazing Megan Maisel had really a long-term dream of living abroad, eventually having it lead into the foundation for what is now known as Written Progress. Her company is a fully distributed feminine-forward feminine team of technical communicators serving professionals in social and environmental justice. This is why I'm excited to bring her to you today, because this is the first interview that I've had where we get to talk about this kind of topic. But before I dive into her explaining more, uh, Written Progress takes grant applications, policy briefs, academic manuscripts, and other really time-consuming documents off the plate of their clients and off of their desks, and frankly, makes them masterpieces. So much so that the results are riveting written words that get funders, who doesn't like that, policymakers, and top talent really excited about taking sustainability solutions to new heights. Please help me welcome Megan to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, Megan? Hey, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm excited for you to be here, too, because you really are creating a powerful impact out in the world. Is there anything that you would like to add that maybe I didn't quite mention about, you know, what is it that you're doing, who it is that you're supporting, how how we're making that change or that impact in, in your own world and in your own space. No, you did a great job summarizing all of our written services and who we're serving. And I would just add that we also provide in-person right shopping for clients who really want to make a lot of progress on some complex documents in a short time and build their own writing capacity as they go. Mm -hmm. And just a little, um, update or TBD coming soon is we have two software solutions that we're going to be releasing just to our clients and early access. One of them is going to be uh, providing first pass copy editing that emulates our own style and approach for our copy editing fans. And the other is going to be helping any teams with an ethical, that is an environmental or social mission, consider the ripple effects of their work in other areas of uh, social and environmental justice and think about how they can leverage those as opportunities or reduce or mitigate any risks that they hadn't considered that could compromise the success of their work. That's going to be really, really exciting. So definitely at the end, and obviously all the links and everything of how to connect with you are in the show notes, but we'll definitely touch on that towards the end of today's episode. But I'm super curious, you know, how I, I know you guys focus on sustainability, but how are you really helping and supporting businesses to become more sustainable? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question because sustainability consulting is a really exploding field right now. And unlike uh, consultants who might be helping 
let's say an unsustainable company become more sustainable, find ways to reduce uh, unsustainable practices and perhaps begin to become more aligned with climate action or social justice, we're actually working with organizations who already have an ethical mission in their mission statement. So that could be a beverage company, for example, or a software company, doesn't matter as long as they have a mission that implies or includes social justice or environmental justice. And we are working to create documented proof of that work and elevate their expert voices in that topic area so that they can amplify their impact, so that they can reach the talent, the funders, the policymakers, the public, and build that reputational capital they need to create momentum and and move that mission forward. Okay, fantastic. So someone comes to you and they're like, okay, this is this is our mission. This is what it is that we want to do. We have this focus on our own world of sustainability. How are you then going, that's great and amazing. Now we need to get the word out about it, or this is what this could look like. So dive into that a little bit more. Like how, what are you uncovering? How are you supporting them and moving them forward? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of the organizations that we work with already have a communications department. So they're not lacking in, for example, PR or publishing on social media or C-suite communications. Typically, the people who are reaching out to us are project managers within the organization who are working on a complex topic. Let's call it climate change, just as an example. And they need to convey this in an accurate way to a stakeholder. That could be the public, that could be policymakers, that could be a funder, that it could even be people that they want to recruit onto their team. But they need to convey it in an exciting way. And it's not a topic that's easy to make compelling and engaging, right? It's, You're it's saying it's not sexy? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of science and engineering in it. It's it's complex. There's a lot of gray areas and and our specialization is to hear that with our using our scientific background and then using our communication skills to make it just the right amount of intrigue and detail to resonate with the audience that they are targeting and document the work that they are doing. Okay. So you say that, like, I've heard you say, you know, we write winning words, mm -hmm. but what sort of writing do you actually then create? Yeah. So what we do less of is, for example, headlines on a website. What we do more of are really long form stuff that the communications department might not be grappling with in your organization. For example, grant applications, white papers, policy briefs, academic manuscripts for any teams that are um, have made a novel discovery, it's essential to get that published so that it is yours. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, longer form articles, thought leadership, and communication strategies, notably. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So now I'm, I'm kind of wanting to switch gears slightly. Um, I, I'm getting the understanding of like the winning words and how you're creating it, moving that piece forward. But if our audience is listening and like, okay, I'm somebody that wants to focus on, you know, certain sustainability. 
Um, I maybe don't necessarily have a super large team. Um, I might be growing into that. You know, is there a way that maybe from your background or as you've continued to scale and grow your business, because, you know, you, you don't live in the States anymore. You now live abroad. Your team is kind of like all over. You've, you've got the background and the skill set of running a remote team. You know, is there a way or is there something that you do that can help their human resources or help them, you know, really scale a remote team and, and really promote that healthy work culture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. First of all, I think we're proof that you can work in sustainability, no matter what your skill set is. At the heart of it, we are communicators and writers. We could be writing for anyone, but we chose as a team, uh, as a reflection of our values, to focus on organizations that are advancing an ethical mission, a social or environmental justice mission. So that is already one way to be sustainable, no matter who you are, uh, just contributing your energy and your skill set to sustainable means. As far as scaling a team remotely and building a sustainable work culture in that setting, um, what we have done is really live by values of personal sustainability right from the outset. So I look for people who are incredibly self-motivated, and I almost have to train them down. I have to train them to stop working, to give themselves a rest, because I've seen that someone who is working evenings and weekends when they need to uh, renew their energy is not producing the same quality work. And our clients are doing crucial things. They need gold standard work. We cannot compromise that. So the practices of self-sustainability enable us to come back to work with the energy and the perspective we need to, to create that high standard of, of product for our clients. And then when you build that culture of it's okay to take time off, know that you are doing it so that when you come back, you can serve even better. A lot of things go away. A lot of complexities go away. The need to micromanage someone, to track their hours, to suddenly the, everyone is really invested in the betterment of, of the, the client's mission and moving their mission forward. And they're invested in you because you've demonstrated that you care about them as a person. And that really enables scale, even in a remote workplace where you maybe have never met your colleagues. Isn't that funny in the world that we live in today that uh, even, even for my team, because I've got a remote team as well, um, it was a couple of years before I actually met like my ops manager in person, but we talk every day. We talk on Slack, we talk on Zoom, we talk like all the time. And when we don't, like this past week, she she went off and um, had a vacation and she came back and she's like, oh my God, I felt like I was missing part of my arm because, you know, you have such a relationship with your team and you don't even necessarily get to physically be in the same space all the time. I just think that's so fascinating to me. But to bring it back to what you were saying, and I wrote it down, self-sustainability. Mm. That's a great term, you know, because we hear it as like self-care or, you know, putting the mask on you first, but self-sustainability, I've never thought about it from that perspective, that that's also a sustainability. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I really believe that working on yourself is the best work you can do to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I love it. Okay, so um, somebody starting out and they're looking to, you know, really work with having that healthy work culture, you say self-sustainability is one of the key pieces so that you can then go and deliver that gold standard. Is there anything else that you guys um, look at or help or support in regards to managing those human resources? Yes, we have quarterly team meetings and those meetings involve everyone giving equal contribution to the direction of the company. And as you can imagine, that is in- that's terrifying for a business owner at the outset. Uh, you feel like you're giving away a lot of what you've worked to own when you let someone else take the wheel. Like here's and my baby. Have... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't drop my baby. Don't drop my baby. <laughs> so I know a lot of people, you know, are in that scaling phase and they're like, okay, here. <laughs> yeah. So please continue. How, how does that look? How does that work? Yeah. And what I found was that it was one of the greatest reliefs for me to note down wicked issues I was dealing with at the business level for our next quarterly meeting, because I have this team of incredibly intelligent, accomplished women that I have gathered around me. And inevitably, there are solutions that come out of that that I had not considered. And it just takes a massive weight off of me to do right by everyone. Instead, I can just hear them and really do much better by all of us than I could have done on my own. Yeah, it's that collective brain and their skill set and their knowledge and their background is going to see it through a different colored set of glasses, so to speak. So I I love that you have an opportunity that it's like everybody kind of comes together and looks at it and kind of throws their their stuff in the hat and goes, okay, which one now is going to best work and help move all of our goals forward? Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Uh, thank you for showing us a little behind the curtain there of, you know, how you manage, um, how do you work with a remote team and, and really provide that healthy work culture? I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as we start to kind of wrap up a little bit, I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, why, why do people come to you? Why do they come to you for this work? You know, you said they already have their PR teams. They already have people that, you know, technically could handle this. Why would they come to you for this work? Yeah. So the very first thing is either they don't have a comms department, or as we mentioned earlier, maybe their comms department is really focused on something else that's not technical, robust writing. Mm. Um, a second reason is most of our teams that we work with are scientists and engineers, and for them, writing is laborious, it's drudgery, it feels like a distraction from the work they actually love doing, and they want to delegate that to somebody who enjoys doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a few of our clients have learned the hard way. They've missed opportunities in the past because they didn't take the time to talk about what they were doing. They were so focused on doing it mm-hmm. and it felt um, wrong for them to stop this important work to trumpet themselves. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they were overlooked for funding or for an opportunity to shift policy or or establish themselves as an expert in their field. 
Another reason is they're often perfectionists in their communication. They don't want bits of this thing that's so important to them to be lost. Yeah. And so a standard, if I may, um, communications agency that focuses on you know, web content and social media content is going to struggle to get the jargon and the, the turn of phrase correct for them. And a lot of times they just don't have the time. They literally just don't have the time to do it well. It takes a lot of focused, uninterrupted work. Yeah. I was, I was looking at um, some of the before and afters on your website and it, it really is surprising, right? Because like you said, they're, they're focused on what it is they're doing. They're an expert in what it is. And maybe it's a little bit more bullet point or it's like a little bit more like just this versus mm. we as humans kind of need the whole picture and the story and the romance and the ambiance that comes into it. So we can bring that emotion piece um, mm. to play. And what I was noticing in in the before and afters in your examples was like you really kind of add that piece into it. It doesn't downgrade anything about you know, what it is that they're doing and how they're going about it and what it looks like, but it just kind of adds that little bit of finesse that I could see why people would then go, oh, I'm looking to do some funding. This makes sense. I get it. I don't need to know all of the the technical side, but I see the technical side is still there and included. So I, I feel that that's definitely, um, you know, a, a key piece that your team brings to the work. So that's, that's what I got just even from looking at your website. So kudos to you. Uh, we all kind of need that help and support of the visionary looking at overall picture uh, to get it out there into the world. So speaking of your website, mm. is, is that the best way to connect with you? And, um, you know, if somebody has questions, do you have a, a gift or way for them to, to say, hey, could you put your eyeballs on on what it is that I'm doing and help me with next steps. And, you know, maybe I need to come into your one of your workshops or something along those lines. What's the best way? Yeah, there's a link on our contact us page where they can book a call with me. I would be absolutely delighted to just brainstorm with someone about their next communication steps, you know, with certainly without trying to sell a product to them. I just want to see their mission advanced. And if we can get that done in a 30 minute call, that's amazing. You know, let's give it a shot. Uh, you can also drop me a line on LinkedIn. You know, I'm really happy to help, especially other entrepreneurs who are trying to build a healthy workplace where everyone is supporting each other and doing great work together. I would love to share any lessons that I've learned along the way so that they can get there even quicker. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for being with us today, Megan. I really appreciate it. Um, like I was saying at the beginning, I haven't had the opportunity to have somebody like yourself come on to the podcast. So this is new and exciting. But before I let you go, um, is there any kind of final takeaway or memorable note or action step that you would like to leave our audience with? Well, I would love to invite your audience to drop me a line on LinkedIn if they think they would be a great fit to test drive the new softwares that we're going to be releasing. We need those early access clients who are bought in, who want to help make sure it's a great product to give it a try and give us feedback about how we can make it fit their needs even better. So if anyone thinks that they're a good fit for test driving, I would love to sign you up. 
That's exciting. Yeah, she was telling me more er early about it. And I'm like, oh, that would be really fun. So definitely make sure that you click on the show notes, uh, take a look at what it is they're up to, how they can support you. And I just want to say thank you so much for being with us here today, Megan. And then also thank you everyone here for listening and joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm really excited for you to take the lessons and the resources that you learned here today, start implementing them and really creating even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.